Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing and Divorce. Today, I'm speaking with a client of mine, and we are talking about her story of divorce, basically the story of when women divorce women. And of course, we're doing that on the occasion of that June is Pride Month. And I'm really, I'm really so thrilled that she was willing to come on here and talk to all of you about some of the differences, some of the challenges that come when a gay couple is divorcing versus a heterosexual couple. A lot of the issues are the same. The trauma is the same. The, you know, the shame, the grief, the guilt, all of those things is basically the same. But there are there are nuances, and I wanted to give a voice to people who have different circumstances. We've talked about other cultures before, and so today we're going to talk about that. And so I'm just really excited for you to meet Stacy and to take part in our conversation together. And I just want to also remind you that. You're so welcome to send in questions, comments, um, anything like that, so that we can, you know, make these conversations better for you, more what you are looking for. And uh, I just, I love hearing from all of you. So please, please get in touch, leave a comment, leave a review, leave some stars. Um, all of these things are really appreciated. And well, let's just dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. So welcome back to A Blessing in Divorce. And today I am chatting with a client of mine. She's been with me for a couple of years, so I think at least. Um, uh, Stacy's taken a couple of courses with me and she's attended a couple of my retreats. And we've just spent a lot of time getting to know each other and I've had the privilege of guiding her through her divorce. And so today we want to share a different story with all of you. Um, and I can let you tell your story, of course, but Stacy was married to a woman. And as a gay woman, the circumstances are different. And I think it's so important for people like myself to gain an understanding. I also want to give women like you, Stacy, and of any different culture that is not like the very sort of traditional marriage, a voice and, and to hear stories that they can relate to specifically um, instead of just always hearing our stories. So welcome, Stacy, and thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited that we get to have this conversation. Um, so maybe you can tell me just a little bit about your story and what you yeah, want to share sure. today. Well, first off, I really appreciate you pushing me to actually do this with you because um, it was a little bit daunting joining the group and, you know, having 
to, well, seeing that 90%, I'd say at least, of the experiences of the people in the group were from more traditional heterosexual relationships. And Absolutely. so, you know, originally I, I was a little bit put off by that, but then by having an actual conversation with you, I remember you just sort of hit a spot in me that was, you know, beyond the gay straight, but, you know, at my core of um, what I needed and who I was and how I could get through this very difficult situation that I, that I was in. Um, so, yeah. So thank you, Elizabeth, for, oh. for making that space for me. And um, yeah, so uh, my particular situation, so we were together 14 years and we met originally in a like a self-development course and okay um yeah we were both uh it was a shamanic kind of a pseudo spiritual um study and there were we were assigned homework and partners to go and do this homework and then come back and we, it was like we would meet every month and so we just caught each other's eye and uh um, and then we became partners. She later said, yes, yeah, she liked my water bottle. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I liked her, her curly hair and she, yeah. So, but it wasn't really, you know, like the, it wasn't a big spark thing right off the bat, but after doing these, you know, the, the homework or exercises, we, we took the homework very seriously. And, um, and it was, uh, they were they're very like it were intimate things that we needed to share and do with one another and so we quickly you know became far more than just the homework buddies and so um then we it went on from there and uh we didn't immediately just jump in and move in together like i know it's kind of the stereotype of you know how how often lesbians after like the first meeting they're they're have the u-haul outside the other's apartment but uh we waited a year and then we we moved in together and we thought well you know she had her own place and she was moving into my place and so we thought we would try to not have one feel like you know or that i didn't want her to feel like she was you know, having to just enter my own space all the time. So we both let go of most of our furniture and then uh, chose things together and made made the space really, you know, one that felt good for both of us. We did some renovations and things and um, yeah. And then, you know, the usual things like we, you know, our friends met each other, we hung out, we traveled, we, um yeah, we just was we this your first fun. was this your first serious no it wasn't so so both of us had had prior relationships okay with women so that okay. hurdle of just you know our identity as being gay was was not as huge as I know some relationships can be mm -hmm. some gay mm -hmm. ones are. yeah and both of our families were somewhat um understanding at that point uh of you know what our choices were and even and though that had not always been the case well originally for me not at all no yeah. it was a very big big uh um coming out and yeah. uh, you know there was like uh I was disowned originally and you know it was yeah it was seen as I was rejecting everything that had been given to me by my family instead of just you know, I wanted them to introduce at that time 
my who they thought was my just my roommate I'm sure they must have known but um they you know we, my roommate had gone to visit them and you know we had been living together for quite a while and then I finally said that we were more than roommates and this was my partner and but it it, it blew up it was not yeah. accepted and <clears throat> so anyway but that was before so with that my last ex at least that hurdle wasn't as bad yes so I mean it wasn't you know neither of us were like completely welcomed with open arms but we were accepted and we did uh, go to family gatherings and things like just like I guess a normal relationship and then um the idea of kids came in and that was something that I always had wished for and had even started to think about doing just on my own and uh, my ex was not really wanting to do something like that she wasn't sure that would be in her path she was worried she'd you know carry over trauma and all and but anyway in time we both came to the place that we would like to have kids and and then, you know, then it was a huge process of how and, uh, you know, whether to go through sperm banks or whether to go I, IVF or to have. And we wanted uh, the whoever the the donor would be to we ideally wanted to, it to be somebody that was in our circle, that it would be known, but not necessarily too well known that there would be a big overlap. So we we have a, a known donor, but um you know, and it's sort of like an uncle figure to our, our two boys. And then 10 years in, we, so after both boys had the one, well, but we, so we have both boys, um, 10 years in, we decided to get married. Okay. And yeah. And for me, that was a, I was, I was turning 50 and it was, um, I really wanted at 50 to just bring all the little pieces of my life into one place and celebrate because mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. felt like a huge missing piece and you know my whole like being gay you know we were accepted we were tolerated we were but it never felt celebrated you know yeah. and, and same with even having the kids you know if I compare you know our story of when our boys came you know and like and my brothers when he had kids it was just it was received very, very differently. And it was, so it was always a little sadness that we couldn't also have that light and shine and party. Yeah. So, well, and I, I remember when I, sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah. we married Glenn, my second husband, um, we were, we lived together. We, you know, we, we dated for two and a half years. So this was after my marriage had ended, right? Dated for two and a half years, moved in together with all our kids, blended family, two and a half years. And I really wanted to get married because I found that when I said to people, so I'm, I'm wondering if you felt the same way a little bit for any number of reasons, but you know, when I said to people, this is my partner, this is the person I'm living with, this is my boyfriend, there was just, you're just not taken quite as seriously. It's like, they just don't think that that big commitment necessarily is there. I, I That was what I felt. I just wanted to announce to the world that we are a family. We're not just dating or living together to see how things work that that was me anyway yeah so yeah some of that yeah I think well it was um well because also like I come from a small town in the United States and it's and it's conservative and you know mm -hmm. my family is conservative politically and you know pretty much every other way so um but I really had the wish that 
these these pieces could come together and yeah. somehow do more than just tolerate or accept yeah. and and surprisingly like i had a huge turnout from my family and it, it you know it was a huge big party we had samba squad come and you right. know there was dancing and food you know and my ex has a come has a big italian family so there was like so much food and it was just it was a really great party so for the two of you, this celebration, this sort of public celebration was really kind of like solidifying the, this choice that both of you had made to raise a family together and be together. Yes. So this yes. was just adding that like sort of the, the public celebration or public meaning like your families and your yes. friends. And yeah. then for our boys, too, that we really wanted them to know that, you know, whatever happened between us, we, it wasn't just us against the world, because sometimes it can feel like that, you know, where... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have to be careful about your displays of affection or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, so it was, uh, we wanted the boys to know that the, there's a whole big community and family around them, you know, yeah. that, that would be carrying them through whatever it lies ahead. So <laughs> little, little did I know that very shortly after that, it seemed and it, almost ironically that we started to have more and more difficulty as a couple and I uh, I don't know you know if it was due to getting married I don't know but it was sort of where that was we sort of began losing each other and then you know and it was also like trying to raise because we had two young boys and one was very colicky and um, yeah and we were just in in different places my ex was trying to finish school to be able to go and get work. And anyway, and I was, I had a, a job teaching and was considering, you know, I was kind of, I was burnt out and what, what would I do next? And so it was a lot of life stressors that then yeah. sort of caved in on us. And Which is, I mean, you know, of course, true for any couple, regardless yeah. of culture or race or gender or anything like that um there's so many challenges you know it's interesting you, you're not the first to tell me that you know we were together for years but then we got married and six months later we were looking at divorce papers and you know, <laughs> I know it's awful but yeah, yeah. You, and yeah. so you have to wonder too is there you know was there some maybe some things or signs that were ignored because of the preparations for the wedding maybe or who knows but or maybe it was simply the monumental sort of statement that was being made for your partner because you said she was the one who started seemed to first kind of start feeling that this wasn't right for her then maybe there was just something about making that public statement and that celebration that made her almost I don't know if panic is the right word but just sort of like wow is yeah. this I, 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 I who knows know. right I certainly had lots of time to reflect and yeah I don't but I don't know I mean it, it, I think probably was a number of different things and you know, and then just having so much of those external pressures, um, then we, we just sort of got caught in our own lives and sort of yes. lost each other on the path. And, you know, as two women, um, you know, then we spent most of our time in dialogue, you know, our spare time, um, you know, just either talking about the the boys our kids and you know what what might be going on and what we could do better and then or we spend our time talking about then what 
interaction between us wasn't quite it was bothering the other so and it, I, it felt endless so, okay yeah. so interesting because so here's you know and I'm not the only one who makes this joke so as a as a heterosexual woman you know when the marriage doesn't work out it's like I'm never getting married again or if I am it'll be to a woman and I'm going to say it jokingly because but we say it because we think that Oh, if you marry a woman, you get everything that you want. You get the communicator, you get the sensitivity, you get the consideration, you get the help around the house, you know. So there's just sort of like, if I get married to a woman, I'll be married to a clone of me and I'll just have a boy toy on the side and I'll be happier than, you know. And so (laughs) these are jokes that we make. So yeah. tell me as a well, woman. I mean, it can be helpful with your wardrobe sometimes. Okay. Not the same size. It's like, hey, but my shirt. I am oh, sure. You know? <laughs> well, I but yeah. I'm sure that I just checked off like five stereotypes because of course <laughs> gay women can be messy or poor oh, yeah. communicators or Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally. You know, but I do think that there is a a level of emotional awareness or yeah. you know, sensitivity that that maybe isn't is the same as with a, a man and a woman I you know I, I can't I would speak think to that, that but yeah that I would think so. would be true but can it almost go can it then especially if things are not going well can it go all the way to the other side where there's just oversharing and over talking oh that, that's what I would say was going on with us 150 yeah. percent and that and then my ex was a uh, you know she was really into therapy because she was very you know outgoing and you know italian background liked to speak liked to talk about things and for me that was i i did not I, like and i i got you know where all i really wanted to do was binge watch on you know netflix or something and just uh avoidance not, right avoidance right and not not get into conflict because there's enough of that and you know life yeah. is hard enough and yeah so like women you know we we can you know in the good times really you know read one another and be there for a very in a very different way i think than at least in what i experienced with men but then yeah it can be it can be a bit much yeah yeah now um did you encounter the because again these are things that you know you hear people talk about right like Oh, they fought so hard to be allowed to get married and now they're all getting divorced. Like you'd think that they'd make it work. Like, did you hear any remarks like that? Or did you feel even some sense of like, I fought so hard for this and this was such a big deal? And um beyond beyond just simply that it was a marriage and your partner, but the fact that what you as two gay women had gone through to get to this point in your life. Yeah. Well, I would say absolutely that. You know, it, like I, I, I have been in the relationships before, and they were heartbreaking, and uh, you know, I there was a lot of grief. But having gone that next step of you know publicly getting married and making a public commitment, and you know, and and stepping into the public arena, like th- this, you know, even just the right to get married was a mm-hmm. hard fought battle, you mm-hmm. know, and it still is in some places. Um, so like to have made that fight, that choice, and then all the work that we did to get our children and our boys and, you know, like, oh, I, I mean, you know, it would take five podcasts to describe just a lot of what that process is like yeah. to get yeah. and I mean, gay women to have a family and, you know, yeah. so 
all of those things, like it's not left to chance. There's nothing, there's no accident. Like it felt like, you know, we really had to be so aware in the future that we were wanting and creating. And we had so much at stake in creating that future. And so, you know, when it, it, and when, and then who knows if it's also like about cultural conditioning, you know, but it's like, for me, it was like for better or worse. And, you know, so when we hit the hard times, it was just like, okay, you know, like, let's just get through it, get the, through the young years. So until then we can find time where we can see each other again or date again or laugh again or do all those things that we used to do in the beginning that brought us closer. Yeah. You know? And not well, just doing more endless therapy with each other, you know, that, yeah. So, which is, you know, I, I, th- I think it's so true, you know, for so many couples, regardless, of course, like, you know, it's the stressors um, of life, but it's, you know, I, I guess I wonder if you felt, like I said, again, some of that hesitation to tell the world that this wasn't working because of the battles that you had had to fight. And in some ways, I would think that some of your battles or some of your challenges, rather more than battles, challenges are comparable to to heterosexual couples even who had trouble get having children naturally, like who would have to go through all the infertility struggles. So they would have yeah. experienced some of the similar yes. um, issues yeah. as the two of you went through, like just, you know, different, but still it mm-hmm. wasn't just happening the way that, yes, you know, nature yes. intended. Right? No, right. So, <laughs> but you yeah. know, so, so the, I mean, I've certainly spoken with women who are divorcing men, but who also went through tremendous infertility struggles, for example, and finally had children and here they are, so, you know, so very much the same, but um, I guess, yeah, I still wonder, you know, a little bit about, did anyone actually even say anything to you about that? Like how I thought, you know, th- I'm asking, I guess, about stereotypes. Did people behave ignorantly and say stupid stuff and make jokes and, about the breakup or about about... because you were gay like did they attach the fact that you were gay to their comments well I mean about I wouldn't say not really that much about the breakup as much as you know along the way of like you know going and then having children like it's there were a million things said and you know like well did you have sex with him and did you you know all these things well who's the dad and you know and it's very personal so well but but there's a feeling like that that's okay you know and then and then you you're out there together as a couple and it's like well where's the dad you know and there's the two of you there and yeah even like in a like I would go and pick up the boys um, at school and I, I usually was busy at the time. So it would be my ex who would do the pickup from school. So most of the kids knew her so that when I came and the boys obviously had a really close bond with me, but the other kids didn't know me. They're like, well, well who is this person? Whereas, you know, if it were a man, it's like, oh, is that your dad? Right. So, and it'd be like, well, who, who like so anyway, yeah, I ended up being the grandma was the assumption that, um, you know, came then. But as far as the breakup, because the breakup was super messy. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't so much that, I mean, I certainly felt shame like in, and like I'd failed and I had put so much hope and work and um, yeah, uh, dreams into this life that we were creating and the life we were creating as a family 
that when it went shits and it blew up awfully and it, mm-hmm. it blew up the whole community because you know there was an affair and it was with someone who was also in our school local school community and even though we're in the city like it's a tiny little bubble and so it became divisive on both sides and so that was probably the hardest part of yeah you know well um, and the gay community is tight-knit and small as well so and yeah I would think even among those friends um it would have been yeah like you said divisive and yeah, yeah. two sides because of that which is which of course can also happen in in heterosexuals yes. as well yeah, there's, there's always a or, yeah for sure yeah. yeah um now people like me so coaches therapists um lawyers do you feel that you know there needs to be more gay coaches gay lawyers People who really understand your community and your needs better than people like myself. I mean, I I remember when I first met you, um, I remember you asking me how I felt about you being in the group. Was this the right place for you? And I remember you telling me that or saying or observing rather and making note of or whatever you want to call it, that you had noticed that my language was very heteronormative, which, of course, you were right. And I I've always loved how you. You ask so politely or you mention these things so politely, but it's like, oh, Elizabeth, like, come on, you got to do better than this, right? <laughs> so, you know, for me, just even speaking for myself, like, you know, this this group of 10,000 women now, uh, this Facebook group, and um, I know there are a lot of, there are several, I actually don't know how many, because I think a lot of them don't speak up very much, but there definitely are quite a few gay women. And some of them will ask me, for permission to come in like can I come in because I'm gay yeah. but I think as one well, soon as they come in of course every story is about divorcing a man yes so how how I guess how alienating is that like how can they still get support what can I do to help someone like me how can I help them because I am not gay so I I don't even know you know how can I help yeah well I, I mean I think the struggles are the same, right? You know, everybody goes through maybe shame or fear, especially as women of finances. And what am I going to do? You know, that uh, whether or not the man was the breadwinner or, you know, whatever, like women, it may be slightly different in their, their roles, but still when you're by yourself as a woman, you're at a disadvantage usually financially. And if you have kids, then you're, you know, it's terrifying. Yeah. And so, um, and what I found also in the group was that it helped me, like I would see somebody who could speak the other side of the story. Whereas from my ex, I had very little sympathy, you know, and um, and compassion, I guess in the beginning, because it was just so consuming. But then if I would read a post from someone who was on the other side, struggling with that side, um, it, it, it helped me to see the bigger picture. And that was important to me because I didn't want to just fall into a completely, you know, divisive side and then have the kids, my, my kids, you know, get alienated from me or from my ex, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, or from our community that was is and is such a huge part of our life of course um, 
Now, yeah. now, um, when it comes to custody with kids and two women specifically, um, and again, I mean, I know I'm being stereotypical, like gender specific now, but you know, very often when there's a split between, let's say, a man and a woman, unfortunately, more often, you'll see more often that the man is willing to give up time with his kids and move on and perhaps start something new or just kind of let the family go and spends very little time with their children. It doesn't happen all the time. There's a lot of wonderful men and fathers out there who, who prioritize spending time with their kids. But there's no question that, generally speaking, there is, you know, women tend to they want more time and they get more time and they left with more time usually. Like it's just the way it happens. So now you got two women. Do you find, and even if you look outside of just the two of you, if you know other women who have separated or divorced um, gay women, um, gay couples, do you find that there's definitely a greater sharing of the children? Like both women want the, the children. It's not yes. this, like the oh, one walks away, well, kind of like men do. Do you find? Oh that? no, it it can be a battleground because so, then so it, custody is instead of even bigger yeah. thing. Yeah, like instead of you know there being the deadbeat, whatever dad that doesn't really yes. wanna you know just wants to get on with their own life. And no, I mean it seems at least in this the. Well, in my situation, absolutely. And then in, you know, the other couples that I know who also have children, that it you become almost uber parents. And then, you know, you start looking and that it was like also one of the most vicious uh, sides of the whole process. Because then it was like, you know, we weren't seeing eye to eye or respectful anymore of each other as people. But then if we start attacking each other as who we are as parents, and that, you know, the food we're serving or, yeah. you know, and it gets into know, the minutia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, they, you know, you can, you shouldn't. And it just, yeah, it, it's. It, and I know it, you it, had, I know you had a very challenging situation. I do remember yeah. that when we first yeah. started working together. And of course, that's hard on anyone. And, and yeah, I, I can see that, that, you know, I, I, I think as much as women sometimes complain about their ex-husbands and how easily they seem to walk away um, and without, you know, the, I, I talk about that a lot on the podcast, like, you know, do they really walk away that easily? But however, they do seem to just wander off and allow the family to just manage on their own. There is a blessing in that. And the blessing is that they get the time of their children that they want these women. Yeah. Um, It yeah. happened to me as well. I mean, you know, when, when in, initially when we were separating he was like oh I want 50 50 and he fought hard for that but unfortunately he was one of those there again the stereotype type that he what he was fighting for was a lower payment support payment and once the papers were signed suddenly he wasn't available for a whole bunch of his time right so right. but I was fine with it because I wanted the kids but yes. here you're in a situation where probably that that doesn't happen. You're both yeah. wanting the kids, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> because no. I, I just think mothers have that instinct, and like you got two mothers, and yes, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that nurture. Yeah. So you know that would be that would definitely be a challenge, and you know I think you know for women coming into let's say a Facebook group like mine where they they hear these conversations, I, I'm sure you must have sometimes thought, I wish you would just walk away. Like, I, you know, I wish I had that problem, but I don't. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, it's better for the children. We all know that. that yes. We want to stay involved. And but yes. yeah, you know, sometimes I think we have to be quietly appreciative of what we end up winning sometimes, even though the yeah, reason yeah, yeah. is all that noble. Yeah. Um, 
Now, when you, like you said, when you're in the group, for example, you find that you, you are able to get help and, and support. And I, I mean, I, you know, even though less, a lot of the conversations, for example, will be around emotional abuse, verbal abuse, um, narcissism, and um, those kinds of behaviors. And these women who are coming out of these relationships with this, uh, a good amount of trauma and, and, you know, a lot of healing to do um, from the years of the marriage, not just the split itself. And, um, I think, you know, I think the thing that's important to recognize is that women can behave like that as well. Like, it's not like only men are narcissists or only men are verbally abused or only men are emotionally abusive. It's not true. And that someone who's divorcing a woman, like you hear people saying like, well, at least, you know, you're divorcing a woman. She's probably much nicer or she's probably much. Did you ever get any of that kind of like dismissiveness? Well, there was that. I think that was probably one of the hard things to to swallow when I was getting this kind of horrible uh, abuse that would be, you know, because we had been through so much and we, we had, we under, like we had both um, went through, we have gone through trauma. And so we know what trauma is. We know what shame does, you know, a gay person. And, and yet, that didn't matter that, you know, I had so much shame and, you know, blame thrown at me. And it was as ugly, if not uglier than any situation I might have maybe been in with a, another man. You know, it was like, you know, women can go for the jugular, like the, yeah. the you know, the, the spot, you know, is going to just crush well, them. They're, <laughs> and they're I more emotionally aware. Right? Yeah, they're more yeah. emotionally aware. So when they go for if they if they want to try to get their way, they're they they kind of know how, right? Yeah, I mean, and I and I was as guilty of it as well, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, the, the the bar kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. So and that was it was like as I look back on it, like it was just it was so sad, really, but and shocking at times too, but but it was what it was. Yeah. So suddenly so this I, person is an enemy, you know, that yeah. and of course that's the most important person in your life, you know, and your soulmate you thought, and you know, your, your rock of safety and, you know, your and, and then this person is wanting, it feels like to destroy you, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I, which I, I believe women who are divorcing men will experience as well. Yes. But... Oh no. And that I could relate to that too. <clears throat> yeah. Like, so, I mean, so you, so you were able to get support and mm-hmm. I know a big thing for women who come into the group is just reading stories that are similar and just knowing that, Oh, I'm not, I'm normal. Like I'm not this freak of nature going through this thing that no one else has ever gone through that there's a, I guess some of the shame can leave because you realize you're not the only one who's dealing with us. Right. And, and in that way, um, yeah. But what's something that you would like to say to, to, I guess, gay women, if there's something you feel that you'd like them to know as they're divorcing women, or even maybe as they marry women, I don't know, do you have any advice that you feel is specific to gay couples? Or do you feel that it would just really be general? Oh, well, I know I'm not out of the woods, I think, enough to be able to give much advice because I I still kind of I think I'm out of the weeds, but I'm definitely not out of the forest. Um, I guess just that. uh, 
that we're not really that different. We are diff- very different and yet not, you mm. know, and the um and that we can draw support from all sorts of places. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be some, you know, some gay uh um therapist or person that, you okay. know, has that background and has that personal experience. I think, you know, in some ways that can help, but I think, you know, the the experience of going through this loss of, you know, your what your your primary relationship is yeah. is it hits everybody, you know, and uh, especially as women because that relationships are everything, right? Well, that's what we're taught. That's mm-hmm. how we grow up. And, you know, that's how we see the world. And, and so, that is brought into a gay relationship just like yeah. it does into others, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And you have two. Yeah. No, I think that's, that is so true. And I think it's, I guess, you know, it'd be really important for, for anyone who listens to this and comes across the Facebook group, for example, or even, or something else, like just that, there is support for everyone and to, you know, I've often said, you know, if you're going to take advice, you're going to lean on someone, lean on someone who thinks like you do. And uh, what we need the most when we're in a crisis like that is someone who's going to not judge, not try to change your mind, not tell you to do things in the way that it's not right for you. So, you know, I've, I've always said to people when it comes to parenting, getting married and divorcing, you need to find your people who think like you do. So like have the yeah. same value system, I guess is the way, a better way. Yes. To same value no, totally. system. So yeah. that when you go to them for advice or you just go to unload or vent, they're going to rally and, and they're going to say the right things that you need to hear to feel better that day. That's ultimately what we need on our bad days. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things I know about the Facebook group that the, the women in their love is that, everybody there is going through divorce so everybody in there knows what it's like everybody understands the embarrassment the shame the devastation the sleepless nights the you know all those things that maybe someone who hasn't gone through it eventually after you know a certain period of time are like oh come on you got to get over it now right but whereas yeah. that's, yes. that's not how it works right so yes yeah I'm really, I'm and glad. I think that's like you know the um that's what drew me to working with you and going deeper into the courses and all the you know the other things the retreats is that you know when I spoke with you like it, it was a you just really spoke to the part of me that um you know I needed to step up you know <laughs> you called my bullshit you 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 know <laughs> when I was starting to wallow and you know feeling old and alone and how will I, you know, get work and, uh, you know, and just, it is like, that it's bullshit. And I knew it was bullshit, but I needed somebody to just say, yeah, come on, you know, you're more than that. And, and I knew that, but it, it, it was at that time hard to remember that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you forming that with the group and the group I found was helpful too, because you know, my whole community, neighborhood, you know, school community, even my work, everybody was like, you know, what really happened? And, you know, who, what's going on now? And I heard this thing from, so it was so much gossip, so much, you know, hurt from everybody. Well, I heard that so-and-so did, and I just, I wanted a space that was much more 
anonymous in a way, yes. you know, that yes. I could read people these you're not going to see on the street the next day. Yeah. When you just told yeah, yeah. Your story. And then it gets back to your ex and did you say that to, you yeah. know, what? Yeah. So now the one thing that I run into when I have a woman come in is they'll, they'll ask me like a gay woman. It's like, as a group of women, is it, they'll say like, is it possible for my ex to come in here? I'm like, well, I guess it is. And so I, <laughs> I, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> well, why wouldn't she? Right. Like it's a, right. it's a group for women. So it's, it's a legitimate concern. So oh. what I've said to them is, um, you know, I, I'm before they come in, like they'll send me a message and say, how do I know my ex is not in the group already? And so I will check for them and I'll, you know, it's like, no, she's not in here. So come on in. And then I kind of say to them, like, you just might want to pop into the, like, you can search for members' names, you know, and just make sure she's not there or they, or choose to, to post anonymously. Right. So, right. which is a great feature for that. But yeah, I mean, it's been one of those things, like the first time somebody asked me that, it's like, you know, I guess it's possible my ex could already be in this group or could come into the group. And I'm for like, me, that's just what pride is about. <laughs> I didn't even think about that for this. <laughs> well, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, I can't, I, I couldn't, there's just, there's, there's, like I said, there's over 10,000 women in there. I couldn't possibly monitor. I won't remember someone's name. If you told me her name, I said, oh, you know, I, I would be lying if I said, oh, I'll remember. I'll make sure she doesn't come in. But, you know, that's, <laughs> so that's another set of, of, um, of problems. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, no, you know, it's, it's a, the circumstances, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that the circumstances are different and the dynamic in the relationship is different, but the, the fundamental, like the basic pain, trauma, grief, anger, all of those things, that's the same. Like that, yeah. you know, that emotion is the same regardless of who you're married to and who you're divorcing. And, you know, shame is shame. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. But that, I think then that's why the use of language that is what it, heteronormative, but you know, where you would say, well, husband, you know, your husband and, and then immediately if you use language like that, it, it discounts my experience, even though it is my experience too, but suddenly I'm on the outside of what you're sharing, you know, yes. because it feels so like I've really tried to change my language. And, and, I, and I've noticed that, but it's very easy to, you know, and men and men are this and that, you know, and uh, well, and so again, you know, yes. woman coming out of a marriage to a man and she's yes. suffering and totally, feels, no, no, totally. Yes. She can't. And it's not really probably within her to think about that at that yeah. time. Yes. Um, but, yeah. uh, but no, but I have found when gay women post in there and share, and they'll usually just start off by saying, I'm divorcing a woman. So that's kind of like their way of saying, I just, so you know, right. You got to out yourself post. first. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, but yeah. then they post their problem, which yes, could be, you know, anyone. Um, yeah. And I, I have, which has been nice to see is that the women have been incredibly supportive. Like they are like, they still just give the same kind of support, the same kind of advice. You know, the yes. only thing you don't see in the stream like that is all men, you know, like all men are, you just, yes. miss, you know, you just skip, skip those comments, thankfully. Um, yes. so I, I've been really pleased to see that people have been receptive, but I think there's no question that um, there's a lot of gay women who are not posting. Cause I know there's more gay women in there than I see posting and, and I think that's unfortunate. I, I don't know if there are Facebook groups just for gay women, you know, just for um, 
gay men or like you know like I, I i would imagine there is there's a facebook group for just about everything you could possibly think of so but um <laughs> yeah. but i'm so glad that you have found a safe space for yourself here with us and with me yes <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so that's been wonderful. You know, um, Stacey, I, I think we've covered a lot of things today and it's been really so lovely to talk to you. I know you did, I know I kind of drag you a little bit kicking and screaming into this, but <laughs> I've, I've always so valued our conversations and you're someone who's always challenged me and you remind me that I'm being very, you know, old fashioned or whatever you want to call it, just outdated in my language sometimes or in the way I think of things. And I love that you do that. And I hope you continue to do that. And it helps me grow and, and be able to serve everyone better, regardless of who they're divorcing and what their situation is. So I thank you for everything you've brought to the group and all the value that, that you have brought and shared and support you've given to women in there. And, and also so much credit for the work you've done for yourself. You've come a long way since I met you. Um, you were in a bad spot. No, it's in no way like you're a mess. It's not about that. It's just I love seeing when I I often meet women when they're at their worst. That's why they come. Um, but here you are two years later. And there's such a massive difference. So um, I just wanted to say I'm super proud of you. And I just love to see, you know, this weekend. Um, to those of you listening, I'll wrap up with a little story. So she was here at my lake house. We had a weekend retreat, and it's the second time Stacy's come to join us. And the weather was beautiful, so I invited her out to go on the back of my sea do with me. And so the thing with Stacy that's so awesome, everyone, is that when you say to her, Hey, do you want to do this? She's like, Okay, even though she was kind of terrified about it, she's never done it before. <laughs> totally terrified. So she gets on the back of it, I take off shrieking across the lake, right? Stacy shrieking. <laughs> I just felt this grip around my waist. Like it was just like locked. I'm like, if she goes off the back of this thing, I'm going off the back of this thing. Like there was <laughs> but you stayed on and it was a very civilized ride, but it was just so much fun to do that with you and to be part of a new experience and and what you always bring to the women that come here, like you know, the group that we a year ago when you were here and then this year when you were here. Um, it's just been so special. It's been so it's been so uh, such a learning experience for me and I've gained so much from you. So I want to thank you for that. And thank you for being here today with me. Oh, Elizabeth, thank you for, for pushing me to actually do this. You know, it's not my favorite thing to talk about myself and all this, but, but look at us. We talked for like, yeah, we did. We could probably still keep going. <laughs> uh, thanks Elizabeth. Well, thank you. And right. thank you to everyone listening and, Stacey, I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Okay, great. Thanks, Elizabeth. Good night. Bye. That was such a wonderful conversation. And I'm always so grateful for our guests and the people who are willing to come on here and share their stories with me, but also with all of you. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Before I run off, I wanted to um, just talk to you a little bit about the retreats that we mentioned. You know, she's come to my courses and my retreats. So I just ran a retreat at my lake house um, this past weekend and she was there and we had a wonderful time. There were some other amazing women there as well. Um, the next one is happening in September. There's also a retreat in Costa Rica. So yes, we go to Costa Rica. This will be our second time. Uh, there's only three spots left. So I'll leave all the information for that below. But we go on an incredible um, self-discovery, self-exploration, self-love journey. Um, it's not a divorce focus, meaning like we don't sit around and cry about our divorces because who wants to go to Costa Rica and do that, right? No, we sit and talk about 
what we want, what our dreams are, what you know, what we love about ourselves. You know, we just really dive into the self-care and the self-love as we do a journey home to you through the chakras in Costa Rica, where we connect with nature, the beach, the Pacific Ocean, the monkeys, um, and most importantly, each other. The sisterhood that's experienced at the retreats here in my home that we just had, and the one um, in Costa Rica. And by the way, there's gonna be more coming up in Europe, so stay tuned. But um, let me tell you, they're, they're incredible experiences. They're, it's just life-changing, and I don't even know how to explain it. It's the hardest thing to explain for me for some reason. But it's just something happens when a group of women come together and and just allow themselves, surrender to the group in a way, and just allow themselves to to be healed and supported and loved and carried forward. And so everybody does that for each other, and it's just so powerful. So I'd love to tell you more about that as well. Of course, everything is in the show notes. So take a look. Check it out. See if you want to be one of the three people that can still come with us to Costa Rica in March. Um, or if you want to come to my retreat here in September, I'd love to meet you and let's have a wonderful weekend together. So with that being said, I wish you a beautiful day and I will be back 